Praise the Lord, everyone. Do you believe he's awesome tonight? I want to tell you, you know, most of you know, just a few weeks ago, we took Aubrey to get a biopsy done. You know, and as, as they were cutting on her little back, you know, I, there's nothing that I could do. I actually left the room and left Sabrina in there. But the doctor said that this thing was growing so fast that we had to get it checked out. It had grew to four centimeters in less than a year, and they really wanted to get it checked out. So they did the biopsy. And as the week went on, you don't know what the answer is going to be. You just have to wait on the Lord. And you know, we waited and waited. And then finally, I got on the website and I seen the results. And it said that the results came back benign and there was no further treatment needed. But we went to, we went to visit a church. Brother Jediah preached there and I went to support him. And something came over me as I played the altar call song for him. And I stopped the service in a church that I go to maybe twice a year. And that's something that I don't do and, it, and something that I'm about to tell you that I don't do. I spoke a word to that body and I told that body, if, you, if my daughter comes to the front of this church... I said, you lay your hands on her. I promise you I'll come back next week with a good report. I didn't know the outcome, but he did. I didn't know what the results would be, but he did. And I tell you, I believe treatment took place in the front of that church on that Sunday night. And I just want to thank him. I'm going to take your attention to John chapter 11, verse 1 through 6. Verse 1 says, Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. I want to take the next few moments to speak to you on this simple thought. Wait on the Lord. Pastor, would you pray over the word?
Lord bless you. You may be seated. Wait on the Lord. We've all been in a situation before where we've had to wait on the Lord. Some may be there right now, but the majority of the time we have to wait a lot longer than we want to. We expect him to show up on our time. We expect him to show up when we want him to. But most of the time that doesn't happen. When you think right now would be the perfect time for him to show up and change my situation. Right now would be the perfect time for him to intervene. That's the time that he rarely shows up. Because his time isn't our time. We have times where you can't feel him, can't hear him. It doesn't even look like he's working in your situation. You feel like giving up. You feel like throwing in the towel. And you expect him to show up. Because you can't hold on much longer, but still nothing. He still doesn't show up. He still doesn't come through. Because his timing is rarely in agreement with our timing. He rarely moves when we think that right now would be the best time. Because his timing is unconditional. His timing doesn't conform to our rules and our standards. His timing's not subject to what we think is the right time. His timing's not subject to our plans, our rules, and our standards. His timing's unconditional. He doesn't move based on our condition. He moves based on our response. His time doesn't always align with our time. He doesn't always do things as quickly as we want him to. He doesn't always show up when we think he should. God, you were supposed to move in this moment, but you didn't. God, you were supposed to show up, but you haven't. God, you were supposed to be here, but you're not. That's the timing of God that we experience the most. When his time doesn't agree with our time. And this is where we learn to wait on the Lord. Psalms 27 and 14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. There's purpose for the waiting. We gain strength while we wait. Our faith increases while we wait. And John chapter 11 tells us that God gains glory while we wait. John chapter 11 verse 3 says, Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. See, in three verses, two times, loved. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. When we first read this to our humanity, it doesn't make any sense. The Bible says that he loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, and he loved them so much That when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed two more days. I don't know about you, but if I love someone and they're sick and dying and I'm the only one that can help them, my humanity tells me to drop everything and get there as fast as I can. 
But the Bible says that because he loved them, he stayed there two more days. In verse 3, when the messenger came to tell Jesus, he whom thou love is sick. The Greek word used there for love is philio, which is the love of a friend or a brotherly love. But the messenger didn't understand the depth of the love Jesus had for Lazarus. She said, the one that you brotherly love is sick. But two verses later, when Jesus decides to stay two more days, it wasn't the word filio that he used. It wasn't brotherly love, but it was the word agape. He said this was Lazarus who he agape loved. It's the deepest form of love. It's not just a friendly love, not just a brotherly love, but it's a love of trust. Jesus was saying, I trust Lazarus. I trust Martha and I trust Mary, so I'm going to let them wait. He said, I need people to recognize who I am. I'm not just one who can turn water into wine. I'm not just one who can open blind eyes. I'm not just one who can make the lame walk, but I can call a dead man out of the grave. And I need my name to be glorified, but I got to find somebody that I can trust. And I come to tell you tonight, if you're here tonight and God hasn't showed up yet, when you thought he would, it's because he trusts you. He trusts you enough to go through the trial. He trusts you enough to hold on through the circumstance. He trusts you enough to not give up. Somebody in this building tonight, God hasn't answered you yet. And you wonder if he's going to show up. But I got a word for you tonight. It hasn't, he hasn't showed up yet because he trusts you. He trusts you that you're still going to praise him. He trusts you that you're still going to worship him. He trusts you that you're still going to wait on him. He's not delaying because he's not coming. He's delaying because he trusts you enough that he knows you're still going to wait on him. I'm preaching to somebody in this place tonight. I know you've been going through it for a while, but don't give up. Just wait on the Lord. I know it doesn't seem fair, but don't give up. Just wait on the Lord. I know you feel like you can't hold on much longer, but don't give up. Just wait on the Lord. He hasn't showed up yet because he trusts you. He trusts you to stay in uncertain circumstances long enough that his glory can be revealed. The times when your entire life feels like it's on hold, waiting for him to show up. It's the agape love of God that leads him to wait. If he couldn't have trusted Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, he wouldn't have waited four days. He would have ran right there and changed their circumstance. But he said, I trust you enough that it's not just about you, but it's about a kingdom that's bigger than you. It's about a glory that's greater than you. I wish somebody would thank him right now that he trusts you enough to let you wait. Because not everybody can wait long enough for his glory to be revealed. Not everybody can hold on through the waiting process. But you're waiting because he trusts you. He loved Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but he waited until they were in the fire because he trusted them. He loved Daniel, but he waited until he was in the lion's den because he trusted him. He loved Lazarus, but he waited two more days because he trusted him. The highest form of love isn't when God comes running every time you call, but it's when he trusts you enough to let you wait a little while so he can get some glory out of it. Come on, somebody. He loves you, so he's not going to show up every time you want him to. 
He loves you, so he's not going to bail you out of every circumstance. He loves you, so he's going to let you stay in the trial for a while because the trial creates a testimony, and I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. He trusts you to hold on for your testimony. He trusts you to hold on for your victory. He trusts you to hold on for your children. He trusts you to hold on for your family. The reason you're still waiting is because he trusts you. But not everyone can wait on the Lord. Not everyone can hold on through the waiting process. Sometimes we try to take things in our own hands. Or sometimes we just completely waste the wait. Lamentations 3 and 26 says that it is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait. To quietly wait isn't to stop praising. To quietly wait isn't to stop worshiping. David said his his praise shall continually be in my mouth. But to quietly wait is to wait without an attitude. To quietly wait is to wait without negativity. Come on, somebody, you're waiting on God to change your situation, but you still got that attitude. You're waiting on God to change your circumstance, but you still got that negativity. God doesn't move in negativity. He's not going to move if you got a bad attitude. He's not going to move for someone that's wasting the wait. Your speech matters while you're waiting. Your attitude matters while you're waiting. Come on, somebody. God's not looking for somebody with their hands crossed sitting in the chair, but he's looking for somebody with their hands lifted high because when, it, when my hands are lifted high, it's not for surrender to the enemy, but it's for submission to a God that can change every circumstance. Come on, somebody. I wish somebody would stand with me right now and say, I'm not going to waste the wait. I might be waiting, but I'm still going to be praising. I might be waiting, but I'm still going to be worshiping. I might be waiting, but I'm still going to be faithful to the house of God. I might be waiting, but I'm still going to be faithful to this altar. I might be waiting, but I'm still going to be faithful to this body. It might look like he's not coming. It might feel like he's not going to show up, but I will not waste the wait. People stop waiting and give up all the time because the enemy tells them that you're a failure. Tells them God hasn't showed up yet because you failed him before. God hasn't showed up yet because of your past. But I come to preach that out of this place tonight. Because your failure doesn't disqualify you, but it qualifies you. Come on, somebody. Your failure doesn't disqualify you from his mercy, but it qualifies you for his mercy. Your sin doesn't disqualify you from his presence, but it qualifies you for his presence. The presence of the Lord is here tonight because there's sinners in this place. His presence is here tonight because there's failure in this place. Your failure doesn't disqualify you, but it qualifies you for the presence of God. The Bible, Luke chapter 8, talks about Mary Magdalene. It says that Jesus cast seven devils out of her. The number seven is a symbolic number in Jewish tradition. It's the number of completion. Mary Magdalene was completely filled, completely overtaken by the devil. She had a past. She had plenty of failure. But the first person that a resurrected Jesus appeared to was Mary Magdalene. She went from failure to first. 
because your past doesn't disqualify you from the mercy of God. Come on, somebody. I'm talking to people that haven't always had it all together. I'm talking to people that has a past. Somebody that had too much to drink one time and you got behind the wheel of that car. You don't know how you made it home, but it was because of the mercy of God. Somebody that used to be a drug addict and you took one too many pills and the overdose should have taken you out. But because of his mercy, somebody that tried to take their own life, but he said, I got a better life for you because of his mercy. Come on, somebody. Brother David, I saw that car accident. You shouldn't be here today, but because of his mercy. Brother Paul, that car wreck could have ended your life. You shouldn't be here today, but because of his mercy. Brother Jediah, when you were born, you could have never came out of that hospital, but because of his mercy. It's because of his mercy that the pastor and Sister Serena are here today. Sister Peg, it's because of his mercy that you recovered from that heart attack. Sister Kim, it's because of his mercy that you came out of that hospital. We don't deserve it, but he gives it to us anyway. Because of his mercy. The enemy wants you to think because of your failure, God can't use you. He wants you to think that Because you failed, God's not going to show up for you. When Peter denied Jesus, even though he failed him, a resurrected Jesus still showed up to Peter. Because your failure is not fatal unless you make it fatal. Jesus said to Peter, upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Even though Peter failed him, he still needed a preacher. And on the day of Pentecost, Peter stood up and he preached salvation to 3,000 people. And I want to tell somebody in this place tonight, your past has put you right where you're at. The devil's trying to use it against you, but God's going to use it to create a preacher. He's going to use it to create a prayer warrior. He's going to use it to create a worship leader. He's going to use it to create a musician. He's going to use it to create an altar worker. If you just hold on and wait on him, he's going to do things in your life that you never expected him to do. As the musicians come, if you get nothing else out of this message tonight, I want you to get, don't waste your wait. I know this message is for somebody tonight. I don't know what you're waiting on. I don't know what you're going through. But don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Just hold on a little longer. God's going to show up. He's going to make a way for you. He hasn't showed up yet because he trusts you. But while you wait, don't waste the wait. If you're waiting on a lost child, a lost family member to give their life to God... Don't waste the wait. Come up here and thank him right now. If you're waiting on a healing, don't waste the wait. Come up here and praise him right now. Come up here and let the devil know I'm going to keep praising. I'm going to keep worshiping. I'm not giving up. I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm going to stay right here and I'm going to wait on the Lord. See, the devil don't like it when you confuse him. When he gets confused, he don't know what to do. He gets all turned around. He gets lost. 
He doesn't understand when you're going through hell, but your hands are still in the air. He doesn't understand when he's through everything he's got at you, but you still find yourself at this altar. He doesn't understand when you come up here, you don't know where to go, what to do, but you get filled with his spirit. He doesn't understand. And I want to tell you that you can make it tonight. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you can make it. Just wait on the Lord.